Welcome to What Have We Learned? I'm Ben Punter. You can find me over on Twitter at Ben Punter. That is me. You can follow us on Facebook. We are What Have We Learned? And we're on Instagram, What Have We Learned? Pod. I know most of you will be listening via Spotify, but if you prefer you can listen via Apple or a cast, and that's more easier for your ears. And also, we do shove an audio version over on YouTube. You can find that at Ben Punter on that there YouTube. This episode is comedian Claire House, who's a very funny stand up and performer, does a lot of funny character led Instagram content as well. You can find her over on Instagram at Claire underscore house and at clairehouse.com. In this episode, we talk about discovering stand up, second city, character comedy, Edinburgh Fringe, and comedy versus COVID. Also, this episode was recorded via Zoom, so the audio may be a little bit off in places, but I'd say it's 95% all good. This is What Have We Learned with Claire House. Welcome to What Have We Learned. How are you? I'm not too bad. I uh, I just did a, a kickboxing class, so I'm feeling um, fine and possibly violent. <laughs> <laughs> you just You just got back from traveling for the holidays as well. Yeah, I was in California. I was so excited to go to California. I haven't, I didn't leave during COVID. I didn't go anywhere. I was like the ultimate lockdown military woman. And finally, my brother invited me to go visit him in California. And I was so pumped to see some sunshine. Mm. And then it was colder than London. Oh, wow. I, 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 know, you, I know you're Canadian. Did you get a chance to go to see family at all? No, I mean, my brother lives in San Francisco. My dad is sort of, uh, no, he's he's locked up in Canada and <laughs> doesn't want to be seen. <laughs> you've, so. used, you've used your dad quite a fair bit in some of your online videos as well. <laughs> yeah, he visited London once and then he was quite, um, he's gotten on board He's, my dad's, a, for anyone who doesn't know, which is everyone, um, my dad's an old uh, German guy, and uh, they can occasionally be um, somewhat um, uh, grumpy and stoic. He's, he's lovely. But uh, yeah, we, he got on board with the comedy thing when he visited London. I took him to a few shows, and I had been doing online videos with costumes and stuff, and, and I convinced him to do a few. And then I sometimes secretly post his emails, which are very blunt. <laughs> Has he, so has he, has he, has he now kind of like retreated to Canada? Go, no, don't get me involved with this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he's just sort of like, I think he grew up in post-war Germany and he's just been waiting for something like this to come along so that he can, <laughs> he can live a military lifestyle. <laughs> so what, what's your sort of, um, what's your kind of comedy origins, would you say? Where, where did it all start for you? Oh, God. Uh, I'm old, you know. <laughs> Um, I think uh, it's been a long road to get um, where I am now, which is not really anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it, I started when I was, um, well, I guess I started at home just performing for my parents and kind of like standing between them and the television and forcing them to watch me with pillows up my shirt and stuff. Mm. And then um, and then I wanted to be a sort of serious actress when I was a sort of 10 year old. And then uh, I was a teaching assistant at a summer drama camp when I was in, uh, 13 or 14 or something. And just by accident, 
the the teacher the the acting teacher who was meant to be there couldn't be there for the summer and was replaced by someone from Second City in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the end of the summer, this, this director from Second City was like, you should come to Second City and you should start doing the classes. And I didn't really know what that was, but I loved Saturday Night Live and I loved yeah. Kids in the Hall and all those sketch shows and whatever, French and Saunders and everything. And uh, and then so I started traveling to Toronto, which was like an hour and a half away once a week to do my little course. And I absolutely just fell in love with it. I remember coming home to my parents and being like, I want to do character-based narrative improv for the rest of my life. <laughs> and my parents just going, that's not a career. <laughs> is this a bit? Are you doing a bit right now? Is this a bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a bit. I also remember like when I was about 12, uh, my mother sent me to modeling class, not because there was any chance of me being a model, but I think just to sort of get me walking upright. <laughs> 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 you know, like stop wearing like military fatigues and stuff. And so, and at the end of this walk modeling course, you had to do, uh, there was like a talent show and you had to choose something. And I only recently remembered that I chose stand up when I was 12 mm. and, and like did some shit with a feather boa. And I don't remember, but I remember getting off stage and saying to my mother, which was very out of character for me because I never revealed my emotions. I remember going, it just felt right. Wow. <laughs> and, my mother, and my mother going, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you at Second City for? Um, well, I was just doing the courses. So we were part of this like pilot project where they were bringing young people in. So I did, I don't know, I did whatever the adult courses were, which is like six, seven rounds. And then I lived an hour and a half away. So, and I didn't really have any means of carrying on. So I didn't, I don't even think I auditioned for the conservatory program. I just started doing little shows and stuff. Um, so I don't know, a couple year, couple years. Hmm. And then I was in other sketch stuff and improv stuff in Toronto. There's a place called Vanguard for a while and, you know, here and there, but I really, I didn't want to, I didn't never double down on it, unfortunately, until hmm. moving to London. You, may, you, you said, um, you wanted to get into acting originally. Was there like a, an actress or who, who you kind of adored? Um. Oh my God. I always liked anything dark. So like, I know Kevin Spacey's not allowed anymore, hmm. but him in seven, I, as a kid, I really thought that was great. <laughs> so um, anything spooky. I can't quite remember who I loved at that time. I hmm. think I can't, I, I really don't know. I don't know. X Files, <laughs> <laughs> but then also with and then with comedy. You, you already mentioned Saturday Night Live. Was there any kind of comedy icons or individuals? Um, comedy icons. I remember Eddie Izzard being the first one when I was a little kid mm. that was like my choice to watch. That I would go and and go to the store and rent it and be like, this is the guy that I like. <laughs> mm. um, so I watched that French and Saunders. Um, obviously, Monty Python was great. Um, icons, Catherine O'Hara, yeah, Parker Posey in like the anyone in anyone in the Christopher Guest movies I was obsessed with, and uh, yeah, those are the ones I can remember. Um, so some of your uh, online material um, is there a, is there a danger that you're putting a, you're putting some of your best material online for free, or is that more of a marketing thing? Oh, it's hard to say. I mean. I started, um, let me think. 
yes, there is a danger you're giving your best material for free, but also nobody knows who I am. So you have to create, you have to like put a business card out before anyone's going to use it. You know Mm. what I mean? So also there's no danger of me being my best within the first five years of doing anything. So it's going to be whatever I do now, I hate it instantly as soon as I've done it. Right. Whether it's successful or not successful. There's only a few of my videos that I'm still like, oh, yeah, that's that's still funny. And I would still do that now. So what what, what is the algorithm saying yeah. at the moment then? What's it? What is it saying? What, what's it aligning to? It's saying to me, it's saying shut up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's um, it's really annoying. I think. Well, to me, I don't find things that are 15 seconds terribly funny. Um, I want to see a little bit more than that. I miss when it was like 60 seconds. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I think people are getting, uh, my assumption is that people will get a shorter attention span for short attention span material. That's my, that's my feeling about what things, what's going to happen is that Mm. this fast cut, my face in the camera, boom, boom, boom. Like you get exhausted by that stuff. Um, and people's people's attention span it's like a it's like a military blast shield now like you you people are trying so hard to get through it but i actually think maybe getting quieter is the idea that's not your question your question is what's the algorithm saying the algorithm is saying be faster be louder be more bass be uh, as much like a transformers movie as you possibly can be uh, and i just don't think that's terribly funny so with that, what what is your most popular, almost like viral style video to date then? Um, I did one with Lad Bible that was an ASMR video, mm-hmm. but I think the the virality, virility, <laughs> the viralness of it was um, was largely based on their reach. Mm. The best one that I had on my page was uh, one of these um, uh, comparing millennial and Gen Z um, attitudes. So I like play two characters within 10 seconds. One of them's millennial, one of them's Gen Z. And it's kind of balancing that kind of um, warm, inclusive Gen Z attitude compared to what a lot of millennials like myself grew up with, which was harsh realities about people <laughs> being terrible about your body and telling you you're fat and ugly and you'll never get a boyfriend and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that one I did a few times and it did well, got sort of half a mil or something. But yeah, that one did the best. Are there favorite ones for you to do? Yeah, I miss doing characters, but they don't play so well in the new, as soon as reels came in, like that that portrait orientation, just to me, it doesn't suit characters as much as like a little square. I miss the square. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the square and I miss 60 seconds. So I used to like just never almost never be myself or even remotely myself just put on a, a wig and and do a voice and do an accent and do something that i thought was funny which i miss doing um but it just doesn't like if you do that now in my experience you just the algorithm just is like no we're not showing this to anyone yeah so what is the, so what is the benefit over the square i don't know it's just feels more cinematic to me i just don't love a portrait thing just feels too aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, yeah. Was, there was always the fear that 
people watching videos on their phone, they watch them vertically and other people shouting them, turn your phone, turn your phone around. You're watching the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest film, the cinema would go the same way and you go to this big screen, you go to the view or the Odeon and it's all in portrait mode. Oh God. And they'd be like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, but then at what at what point are we just the old fogies going, I remember <laughs> when it was landscape. Four by three, <laughs> give me four by three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 45 so, millimeter <laughs> um, so uh, are there any kind of what's that the, not, the, not the origin but for you is there any kind of tips for creating characters um creating what, like, characters like what's, the, like, what's the, like what's the seed that you need to do a character sometimes well the ones that I think work the best I will just sort of deep dive into a wig website, <laughs> find something that looks funny with no idea why it's funny. And then I put it on and I look in the mirror and something comes out. <laughs> nice. Um, or an accent will like, t- will lean towards a type of a personality. So like a New York accent is someone who's like, she's going to tell you about a tits. You know what I mean? Like, so you can kind of, you just build on, I just I just do things that feel natural as opposed to like thinking about what they're going to be. If I if I try and construct something beforehand, like, oh, I, I'm envisioning a New York woman with a purple wig and this is what it's going to be. It's never as funny mm. as if it just comes out. So I would say if you're the type of person who can like put a scarf on your head and then start talking in a whole new way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that useful? What's a good, you could double down on like, if you see someone doing something funny on the street, like chewing their fingernail in a certain way, or like twitching their, twirling their hair in a certain way, or saying a word in a certain way that you think is funny. You could then come home. If you're trying to build a character, Hmm. you could come home and then like, just take that to the nth degree. Like, I think that's what Kristen Wiig does a lot of the time. And she'll like take some tiny thing about someone and then explode it. Yeah. Uh, until it's their whole character. Cause, cause that was one of the, I think that was one of the, the questions I, I had was how much of it is improv and how much of it is you have the idea and you actually kind of flesh out into, they have a whole backstory. They have a whole life. Uh, I improvise. Uh, and then I, I improvise and improvise until I've decided what things I like, and then I do it. It's usually by the time it's filmed, it's mostly scripted. Okay. Mm. It's character. Yeah, usually. But that's part of the whole, you know, that's part of all stand-up as well, is like mm. the illusion of things being <laughs> being in the moment when sometimes they're not. And are there characters which are, I don't care about the algorithm. I don't care if, I don't care if it gets no hits or no views. I'm doing yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, I'm trying to be more like that. I'm trying to pander less, but it is hard. It is difficult when you've had the like the little dopamine hits of people being like, it, the thing is when you when you hit a stream and you start getting random likes, it's fun for about five minutes and then it means nothing. Hmm. Um, and w- weirdly, like I have built a nice following of some pretty cool people like in the industry, which is amazing. Um, and they tend to like the ones that I tend to like, which tend to not be the ones that do very well on a broad spectrum. Yeah. So I'm trying more to double down on the ideas that I have. Um, but it's not, it's not easy because 
because we're also just like little teenagers who want to get the likes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that debate of like, do you pander? Do you pander until you have 100,000 followers and you do the worst stuff you could possibly do? And then, and then you sell out, you know, you can sell out uh, whatever venue. But then when those people come to see you, they're expecting you to do the trash you did online. Yeah. So do the greatest hits, do the greatest hits. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's nobody knows, do they? It's a confusing business. Yeah. And then um, uh, you've played Edinburgh a few times. Once. Oh. It should be three times by now. It was once <laughs> because uh, of COVID. And how was it? It was so fun. I mean, like, listen, I'm, as I say, I'm in, I'm deep in the thirties now. And so I have this combination because I started stand up late in 2018. Um, I have the combo of like, of like being the rookie. And so I'm so excited about stuff and very hopeful, but then simultaneously old and jaded. <laughs> so <laughs> so half, half of me in Edinburgh was like, look at all the people. Yeah. And the other half was like, look at all the people. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were really lucky. It was just a split bill for like a couple of weeks. We didn't even do the entire run. It was just me and Josh Weller and um, Susie Priest. Mm. And uh, we were lucky enough to get the counting house upstairs at 9.30 p.m., which is a great little spot. It's like the attic. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a room that should be used for nothing other than like hauntings. <laughs> 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 Um, it's a great uh, time. It's a great time as well. It's, there's a weird lie within Edinburgh that you need to be you need to be on between seven and ten. That's like the prime time slot for all comedy, but it's yeah. not not entirely true. But it, it is also the hardest time slot to get, basically. Yeah, I don't really know how we managed to get it, but like, I mean, I, I had steeled myself before going up there because you read these kind of mental health posts of people going, Oh my God, I did my show for 30 days to one person. And I'm feeling like jumping off a bridge. So I was ready for just this warfare. And then we were selling out within three days. I remember cause they just, the, the people downstairs, the door people send people up when your show's happening. Mm. And um, I remember like five days into the festival, um, someone on the street coming up to me and being like, Oh, I couldn't get into your show. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're like, yeah, we got turned away. I'm like, you getting turned away from, from our show. Like, what do you, anyway, we were very lucky. It was nice, but it was a room of like 40 people if you stuffed it. So, hmm. um, but it was very nice. And I was doing, uh, so you think you're funny at the same time. And it was all very, it was all very fun and felt full of potential. And then coronavirus happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, so now that we've had, gosh, at the time of this, you know, 18 months, probably a bit more of kind of, mm. you know, of the whole kind of comedy scene kind of been locked down. There've been moments where it's been back again. Mm. What do you think the, not what well, Probably a bit, bit too big a question. What do you think the future will be of comedy? Will it, will it be completely changed or will it be, no, no, we'll just carry on where we left off? I don't know because I don't think I knew enough before it shut down. Like, mm. I don't think I was, was au courant enough before it shut to really know 
what it's going to be like now. Last summer, there was definitely a flow of like people when when we came back in May, everyone was really excited to be there. The audiences were great for like two months and then they started getting aggro again. Yeah. <laughs> and they started letting out their <laughs> their issues in the comedy clubs. And then um, and I didn't really gig before Christmas because I got COVID. So I had to cancel everything. Hmm. And um, I don't know. It's really hard. I think something's going to be different, but I couldn't quite say what it is. Mm. I, I feel like we need something more alternative. I feel like what's making me laugh now is stuff that's definitely a bit darker and a bit out in left field. And 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 I kind of don't want to see what I saw before, but I can't quite tell you what I want to see. And that's yeah. something I'm working on uh, on for my act as well as like, I don't know. I, I would like to be funny to myself. I would like to be someone that I would pay to see, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know what that is right now. So, um, <laughs> um, no. Um, but yeah, there is definitely a keenness for people to, to still see comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, like this minute in the first week of January, I feel like the people who are in comedy clubs are people who are being fit careless. <laughs> with Mm. Omicron. And so I'm scared to go because I feel like that's a type of audience. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the people who are casual and have just gone out for new year's and are now going to go into a comedy club and laugh all over each other are, are they're going to (laughs) be, they're going to be, if not careless, at least sort of swashbuckling type of people. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to see what will happen with uh, a lot of the online comedy because in in a in a weird parallel there was a big fear that when um when the first lockdown hit um movie companies started to release films online on like HBO Max and you could actually watch um yeah. certain big screen films in the cinema uh, at home and the fear was this is going to be the end of cinema because people aren't want go, aren't going to want to go to cinema. They can now watch it at home. I think that hasn't happened. I think now that we've kind of come out of it again, even though we might go back in, people go, oh no, I want I, certain films. I have to see this in a cinema. I can't watch this at home. It's just not the same experience. But with comedy, there's been a lot of online sort of group team shows and you know um, multiple multiple headline acts in, in one online show and you pay like five pounds and you get a ticket mm. that I think might still keep going, but I don't think it will ruin live comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I only ever did like two online, two or three online gigs, which probably that was because initially I was like, when, when there was the first lockdown, I was just thinking, okay, we, it's too soon to go on and do the same jokes online. Something bigger is happening here. Like maybe just cool it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then eventually started doing them and just found that the, the couple that I did didn't have the greatest tech scenario. So you couldn't hear the audience and you couldn't really like, there was a five second delay and all this kind of stuff. So I never really found my stride with it. And I'm, and I'm, I have only seen a few that are still going, but I guess you must see, more of them if you're keeping track. Mm, yeah. Um, you've also done, you've done work with the, um, the stand-up sketch show, 92 is that right? Yeah, it's not out yet. It's good. I did. I was able to do it last year and then, which was amazing. 
and it's coming out in February, I think. And how did, that, and how did all that all come about? It was circuitous because I think it came about through the, well, here's the thing is like, I always thought that doing the online Instagram stuff was useless that, that if anything ever happened, it would be through live standup. And, um, and it turned out that actually that's where people started seeing me a little bit. So like Mm. someone, someone would share something and then some producer would see it and da, 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 da. So I think it came about, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it came about because um, lovely Sean Walsh shared something. And then one of the producers from the studio saw it who works with lad Bible. And then I did the collaboration with lad Bible and that led to them asking me to pitch for the show, uh, which was nice. So, yeah, I guess it was like an unusual route to getting it, but um, it was great. And how long is this, is the actual, because they, they cut it, I'm guessing they cut it down for TV as well, but how long is the actual stand-up part of the set? No, no, I really, I, I won't know until I see it. Um, hmm. But they get you to do sort of three, you work with the producers, they get you to do some stories, uh, like w- you target which which things you're going to tell in the live bit. You tell those, uh, you do that stand-up that they've asked you to do, and then um, they kind of hone in on on one or two of those, and then they film them for the show. Nice, nice. Um, so here's the uh, this is the only part of the podcast which is kind of premeditated, if you will. Um, so the previous guest has a question for you. And they oh. didn't, they don't, so it's, the, so the previous guest asked the question to the next guest. So oh. this was um, musical comedian, uh, Jay Foreman. And he has a question for you. Here's Jay's question. What is the best or most recent story you have involving a dog? It's not recent, but my father's beagle, I, I went home for Christmas around 20, I'm going to say 17 and my dad's beagle and I had and I had moved. I was in the process of moving from country to country. So I had literally everything with me. This wasn't like a holiday suitcase. It was everything I owned. Hmm. And my dad's beagle went into my luggage on Christmas Eve and um, took out a vibrator and brought it downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, and we'll will not go into any further detail about it. Okay, <laughs> That's the most recent thing I can remember. Is there anywhere is there anywhere that people can find you or find your work and or can get in touch? Um, I think Instagram is the best way right now. It's uh, Claire underscore House H A U S. Um, I'm gonna. I, I feel like I should go to Twitter at some point, but it also just feels like a cesspool. Uh, so right now, it's Instagram or my website, which is clairehouse.com, and that's it for the moment. And so, and finally, uh, very open ended. What have you learned? I've learned to trust your instincts, but only to a point. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that if you burn something in a frying pan, you can use vinegar to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> those, are two, those are two very interesting and very different learnings, but I do like them. What, what's the... <laughs> 
One's like one's almost like a, an internal life thought. The other one's just a general life hack. Um, what have I learned? Here's what I've learned. Okay, I've learned that my brain is a computer, and the less interesting things I feed into it, the less interesting I become. So unless I'm reading a lot, my vocabulary is that of a two-year-old child. So I need to keep, I need to treat myself like I'm my own parent and get myself up and read and not look at the screen and, uh, and write lots and treat myself like I'm a little, like I'm a little vehicle that needs to be oiled. Is that, am I, is this anything? That, no, that's, that, that's, that's great. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I now suddenly realize I'm, I think I'm the, I think I'm the same. Like 2021, I was so stupid. I was so stupid because I was too stressed to read anything. And I was on my phone all the time. And, and my output and my vocabulary and my <laughs> lack of eloquence for the entire year was just, it was so depressing that, um, that yeah, it was just like a realization that like my, um, my ability to make decent sentences is not in fact innate. It requires me to do some work <laughs> in order to keep those things flowing. And whether that's because, you know, I'm deep in the thirties and my brain's starting to slow down. I don't know, mm. but um, I'm determined to be much more um, plodding and verbose this year. Mm. Cause I like comedians. Like you like, you know, the ones who ramble the, the Daniel Kitsons of the world, the Stuart Lees. They're nice. I like listening to it where you can just get lost in someone rambling. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, the, I'm the same. I, so in the middle yeah. of the day, I'm not, I'm not being able to, to do words good. And I'm just I'm like, Oh, I've oh. not spoken to anyone all day. And I think it's horrible. It's like a, um, leaving a car out in the cold and yeah. you need to defrost it every now and again, but he's like, you need to just turn it over to kind of keep it ticking. And I think by not talking to people or doing anything, your, yeah. your brain is slowly, uh, what would be the word? Your brain is slowly. Like atrophying. The- yes. And you, like my, I was talking to my brother and he's like, yeah, I can't remember names. I think I'm getting old. And, I'm like, and I don't think it's that. I think we haven't done anything for a, two years. Yeah. And, and your brain's just like, well, I guess we're just cavemen now. We don't need to know anything. Pasta, good. Blue roll, bad. Petrol, need petrol. That's it. Right? That's, yeah. it. And, That's it. And you can see when you're out having conversations with people, you can see in their ability or lack of ability to socialize now how much time they spent on their telephone. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to make eye contact with people across bars and go, I know you can speak sentences. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Claire, thank you very much. Thanks. (laughs) 